We're talking wellness at Memorial Care Health System. It's time for a weekly dose of wellness. Here's Deborah Howell. I'm Bill Klaproth, in for Deborah Howell. In 2012, 86 million Americans over the age of 20 had prediabetes. Before people develop type 2 diabetes, they almost always have prediabetes. And here to tell us more today is Dr. Linda Kerr. She is the director of the diabetes program at Long Beach Memorial. Dr. Kerr, thank you so much for being on with us today. So much to talk about. Let's jump right in. What is prediabetes? Prediabetes uh such uh, an interesting topic, and it's very important to, to really know that one in seven adult Californians, and that's 41% of adults in California, have prediabetes. And so it's very, very common. Um, prediabetes is a state where the body um, regulates blood sugar fairly well, um, but there are times when the blood sugar does run high and it stays higher. Uh, and so this is a state of having prediabetes. When a person has diabetes, diabetes is a state where the body uh, fails to regulate blood sugar and the blood sugar runs high pretty consistently. So again, prediabetes, it doesn't run consistently high. It's not necessarily noticeable. Don't know you have uh, higher blood sugars or moderately elevated blood sugars. And so it's very important then to think about, well, how would I prevent or how would I treat prediabetes? How would I even know that I have prediabetes? So the difference between type 2 diabetes and prediabetes is in type 2 diabetes, the blood sugar always consistently runs high. Pre-diabetes, it kind of spikes up and down? Uh, yes, that's a, a pretty good analogy. And in pre-diabetes, because the, the blood sugars will uh, be modestly elevated, um, not consistently, but just at, at some points during the day or the week, uh, then the treatment when we talk about pre-diabetes is diet and exercise. And then the treatment for type 2 diabetes is diet, exercise, and includes medication. How do you know if you have pre-diabetes then? How can the average person even know this? So it's uh, uh, to know if you have pre-diabetes, we would do a lab test that you can ask your doctor about. And the, and the test would be, uh, it's called a hemoglobin. A1C. And it's just a, a simple lab test, a, a simple blood draw, and we would know definitively if prediabetes is here. But uh, we all have to assume that perhaps uh, there is a, a risk for prediabetes. Uh, am I a person at risk for prediabetes? Uh, you would uh, ask yourself uh, if you have, if you're overweight or obese, if you um, already have blood pressure or cholesterol issues. Um, if you are a woman and you've had a history of, of gestational diabetes where you've had diabetes during your pregnancy, uh, you may be at risk for type 2 diabetes or prediabetes. Um, and so uh, if you fall into one of those categories, if you have diabetes in the family and, and you don't yet have diabetes but you wonder if it's coming, uh, you can have a conversation with your physician about the potential. Uh, they, you could look at um, having labs. But most of all, you can look uh, to your own healthful um, practices with nutrition and activity, exercise. So there aren't any, really, any outward symptoms of prediabetes? People, you will not uh, necessarily notice that your blood sugars are running moderately higher uh, at any point uh, during the day or the week, just as somebody with diabetes would not necessarily notice a moderately elevated blood sugar. Um, similar to uh, if you have blood pressure, high blood pressure, or if you have high cholesterol, 
you wouldn't necessarily notice that you have um, poorly controlled blood pressure or cholesterol. Same is true for blood sugar. So if you're paying attention to your health, you really got to ask yourself, am I overweight? Do I have high blood pressure? Do I have high cholesterol, et cetera? And if you really are concerned with your health and you have any of those, you may say, mm, I better get tested for this. You could get tested, and then you could also uh, think about, you know, what is what should my nutrition and my physical activity look like? But, you know, there hasn't been a diabetic diet since 1994, so it's been over 20 years. There's, uh, It's something that all of us, whether we have diabetes or we do not have diabetes or we have prediabetes, uh, we all need to think about, um, you know, new, good nutrition and exercise. What causes prediabetes? Prediabetes, again, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's insulin resistance. Uh, it, it's kind of complicated when you talk about, uh, about insulin, but really what, it, what you need to know is that uh, you can't use your insulin very well, uh, always, consistently. Uh, so uh, it's uh, what causes that type of a condition, being overweight, being uh, obese, having more weight around the middle. Women who have more than 35 inches around the middle, uh, men over 40 inches right around the middle where the um, belly button sits, uh, that raises your potential for having prediabetes. And through early diagnosis and prevention, many people with prediabetes can delay or even prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes, right? So how would a person do that? Okay, excellent. So this is what we spend a lot of time talking to people about in terms of activity and uh, nutrition. For prediabetes, uh, activity and nutrition is everything. And it's what we all have to do whether we have prediabetes or not. And you ask yourself, am I getting plenty of fresh fruit, fresh vegetable, and whole grains in my diet? Uh, am I uh, having consistent exercise every day, 30 minutes uh, minimum? And the interesting thing about exercise is you don't have to do the full 30 minutes all at the same time. You could break that up into two 15-minute sessions, uh, allowing you to uh, a little more freedom with your schedule, but you're still getting your um, activity in. You're still looking after your nutrition, and this in and of itself can help uh, delay or prevent the onset of prediabetes. Dr. Kerr, that just sounds like good health advice. If you exercise, you eat well, take care of yourself, you're, you're not going to be overweight, you're not going to have high blood pressure, you're going to lower your cholesterol. It just sounds like good health advice. It's excellent health advice that we all need to think about. And with uh, 41% of adults in California having uh, uh, already prediabetes, it's something uh, that is, is, should be all, on all of our agendas. Absolutely. It's so easy to eat junk food and fast food and processed food. It's just too easy nowadays. You really just have to take a step back and say, what am I really eating? How can I eat better? And I need to start exercising. Those are all good questions for all of us. So what happens then if prediabetes is left untreated? If left untreated, prediabetes can advance to diabetes. Um, and so not it doesn't necessarily have to. But uh, if you uh, continue along the lines of being inactive um, and overweight or obese and um, choosing uh, more times than not the fast food and the processed foods and uh, high fructose corn syrup uh, filled foods, then you are really um, setting yourself up to advance to type 2 diabetes. 
So for anyone listening that says, boy, this might be me, I need to check this out, what is it, again, they should ask for from their primary physician when they go see the doctor? If you have a family history of diabetes, if uh, you have a waist circumference of greater than 35 for women or 40 for men, and or uh, you feel that maybe you are at risk for prediabetes or diabetes, uh, do have the conversation with your physician about uh, having a hemoglobin A1C uh, lab test drawn. It's a simple blood, blood draw, uh, very easy, and the, you can discuss with your physician what the results mean, and it'll really let you know uh, if you are at risk for prediabetes. And through what you were talking about before, exercise, proper diet, nutrition, you can really delay this. Or even if you stay on that type of a regimen, you can prevent this throughout the rest of your life. Am I correct in that? Absolutely correct. And uh, we have seen many people who will present with uh, um, features of prediabetes, maybe uh, the lab work is suggesting that prediabetes is here, Uh, they're heavier, they're not very active, and then uh, through uh, application of good nutrition and activity, uh, all of the features of prediabetes goes away. And, uh, and so that's, it's very, very uh, possible to um, pull yourself back into a, uh, a place where you are living healthfully um, and uh, mindfully about your nutrition and activity and, and free of uh, prediabetes. Great advice. And Dr. Kerr, last question. What is it should we specifically stay away from? Should we stay away from grains and alcohol and sugary things? Could you just give us a real quick overview, your, like your top three things people need to avoid? Um, top three things to avoid is, is processed foods and, and, and um, fast foods uh, and high fructose corn syrup. But what I really like to focus on are the top three things that you need to embrace, and that is fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, whole grains. And with that, you're going to um, really jumpstart your body into um, a healthier place and and a place where your body actually wants to crave those um, more natural uh, foods as opposed to processed foods. Great advice. And if you break it down to those three simple things, it seems a lot more doable. Dr. Kerr, thank you so much for being on with us today. For more information on prediabetes, visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. This is your weekly dose of wellness. I'm Bill Klaproth, and for Deborah Howell, thanks for listening.